0: C-Zero. Hi, welcome to the Lashaw Studio Fujifilm GFX Camera System Podcast. This is episode three, and I'm going to be talking about using the camera to do street photography and portrait photography. Street photography is semi-fast. Things happen within a split second, and you need to be prepared to capture that moment. One of the things that you want to do is make sure that you have the gear that is necessary to allow you to accomplish what you want to be able to capture when you're out there doing street photography. Now, a medium format camera is not the first thing that comes to mind, but there is a camera that I love to do street photography with that just happens to be a medium format, and that is the GFX 50R. It has a rangefinder style body. It is not as heavy as some DLSRs that some people use for street photography. And I love using it with the GF 50mm F3.5. It's a small, compact lens. It has the linear motor system, and it has very snappy autofocus. Now, there are two other lenses that you can consider using that are not that big, and that would be the 63mm F2.8 or the 45mm F2.8. But the reason I choose a 50 is because it has a lens motor system. It's much snappier when using autofocus. The other two lenses, if you were going to use them, they tend to hunt in autofocus. And so I would uh, recommend that you use those lenses in manual focusing. And you would have a much more pleasing result with them as far as capturing fast action, than if you're relying on the autofocusing system with those two lenses. There is a zoom lens, 45 millimeter to 100 L4, and that has optical stabilization built into the lens, but it's a much bigger lens. And when you couple that with any of the medium format cameras from Fuji, you're gonna have this real big expensive looking camera, which is gonna bring attention to you. And one of the added benefits of using the GFX 50R is that it has a lower noise ratio than the GFX100S. If you go to the website Photons2Photo.net, there's a section that actually rate cameras based upon their noise ratio when using high ISOs. I will link the website down in the description for this podcast so you'll be able to go out there and take a look at it for yourself. But the GFX50R rates much better than the GFX100S. The other things that I would recommend you do is to use a smaller aperture to increase depth of field so you can get more things in focus. Uh, And again, I mentioned about cranking up the ISO if you're in a low light situation or if you're shooting night photography, there's nothing wrong with cranking up that ISO. Uh, the GFX camera, because of the size of the sensor can really handle it and because of the film simulations you can you know, dial in custom recipes or you can use the black and white film recipes that are, are film simulations that they have in the camera and when you're doing black and white when you're cranking up the ISO the grain that is generated or the noise will tend to look like grain and it will give you a very pleasing outlook when using black and white. You can turn on the electronic shutter and you can also turn on the silent mode. So if you're in an area and you don't want the, um, the attention that you're taking photos, that would be something that you can actually do as well. Uh, some people use back button focusing when they're doing that. But again, if you use back button focusing, you're going to need to be in, in auto focusing mode. And the majority of people that I know to do street photography tend to like to do manual focusing because it makes, for them, it's much quicker than using the autofocus and having something to have to go out and acquire focusing every time when they just get to a certain point and there's a certain area that they want to capture. then they just set their manual focus and let things walk into that scene and they're able to capture it very quickly. Um, some people like to use a tripod when they're doing... Long exposure for street photography. I would tell you know your environment, know where you're at. If you're going to use a tripod, there may be city ordinance against you using a tripod without some kind of permit or permission to do it. And again, that's going to bring attention to you. And if you're in an area where it's not as safe as other areas, you may not want to do that. And the last two tips that I would give for street photography is to try different angles, try different perspectives on the subject that you're trying to shoot, shooting high, shooting low, um shooting in a matter where you're trying to get some um uh, uh, some blur or some movement or so shooting in a in a slower shutter, those are things that you can do to be real creative. And another thing that I can't stress enough is to respect people's privacy. Uh some photographers think street photography is just getting in somebody's face with a camera and they're taking their picture well that's rude and that's intrusive and in some and if you're in some cities like Chicago or you know some other cities like downtown St. Louis you may find yourself in a confrontation so I would say respects people privacy um, if you take someone's photo and they're adamant about you not taking a photo I would actually delete the photo. That's what I would do, and um, I would also stress that if you, if someone seems to be uneasy while you're pointing the camera at them, you may be better off just you know coming up to them, asking them, "Hey, can you know explaining who you are," and just go ahead and ask them, "Can you capture a photo of them?" And you'll be surprised. Ninety percent of the time, I've always had people say, "Sure," as long as you don't overdo it. Hold it right there! Don't touch that podcasting control lever. Coming up next in our show. Tips for using the GFX camera system for portrait photography. welcome back to the show. Portrait photography with the GFX camera systems. One of the things that I suggest is that you get familiar with the camera system itself. You want to know how the controls work. You want to know how to quickly set things because what you don't want to be doing is messing around with your controls when you should be focusing on capturing that beautiful photo that you're trying to capture. And that was one of the reasons why you purchased the GFX camera system. Now, there is a thought that some people believe that you should use all prime lenses. Uh, Prime lenses are going to tend to have a shallow depth of field. That is true when you're in uh, a full frame camera system. But for the medium format camera system, there are more F4s than there are F2.8s. And there's only one lens that is an f2, and there's only one lens that is an f1.7. Now, it is rumored that a 50mm f1.7 is coming out, but as of right now, these are the apertures that you actually have. Now, there is a crop factor of 0.79 for the GFX camera systems, and so because of the sensor size and the size of the pixel densities, you're going to get a very shallow depth of field at f4. Nothing like you would get with a 4-frame camera. So I wouldn't just get so hung up on the f-stop. And then there is something to consider as well. If you're inside of a studio, you're going to be controlling the ambient light and the lighting that's going to be hitting your subject. And you and you probably won't be shooting at a wider aperture. You'll probably be shooting at f8, f11, depends on the lens that you're actually using. Uh, but if you're doing a portrait on location or you're doing a portrait like outdoors, Uh, depending whether it's nighttime or daylight. If it's nighttime, of course, you want the widest aperture that you can actually get because you're trying to let light into the sensor to reduce the amount of ISO you have to use for the noise. But remember what I said before, for the street photography section, don't be afraid to crank up that ISO. If you're shooting at f2.8, f1.7, or f2, that causes a challenge because you will be letting so much light in on the sensor. And if you're shooting out in daylight without being able to control that ambient light coming in, like using a neutral density filter or using a strobe to do high speed sync, or you can actually shoot at a higher um, shutter speed to control the ambient light and then light up using the strobe. And you'll probably have to do it in high speed sync because anything beyond 1 over 125th on the medium format camera from Fuji uh, would be high speed sync because that is as fast as the shutter would actually go if you're not using the strobe uh, you would definitely need to use some type of neutral density filter or you can actually go into electronic shutter mode which would actually shoot up to one over one sixteen thousand So again, it it depends on what you're trying to capture. It depends on the situation of where you're at. And if you understand the dynamics and the parameters of the camera, you'll make the best decision when capturing your portrait photography when you're on location. When I'm on location with a client or with a model, I will definitely use and rely on autofocusing. The autofocusing system within the GFX camera system is not bad at all. Three of the cameras have contrast detection and two of the cameras have phase detection, but it is pretty good. Uh, You can use a single point or you can use zone focusing and you will get a very good hit rate. The eye detection is not on the level of the Canon or the Nikon or um, or the Sony, but it's still pretty good. One of the main reasons why we use the GFX camera system is because of the quality that we get out of it. And so we understand that it's not a fast camera, it doesn't have fast frames per second, but we're gonna get amazing quality. And so we know that when we do these portrait shoots that we need to be just a little bit slower and take our times and accomplishing what we're trying to get, and that is great looking photos. If you're shooting in the studio, I would recommend if you haven't tried it, use manual focusing because manual focusing in the studio where you control the ambient light, you control everything about that shoot, you control the distance of where you at, it's much more reliable and much faster than using autofocus in the studio. And let me explain why. When you're using autofocus in the studio, if you're not using continuous autofocus and back button focus every time that you uh, press on the shutter, your uh, camera has to go and acquire focus again. If you're using manual focusing based upon the distance of where you actually have the subject at, you can work out with the uh, client or the model where you want them to move, where you want them to stay. And basically what I do is I put my my camera on a tripod. I can actually zoom in and I can get my manual focus within a certain range and if the model or the subject moves it only takes a slight turn of that manual focusing i am going to get amazing results and i have yet to have any photos that did not acquire focus or did or miss focus when i'm thinking that they're in focus using uh, focus peaking so for me manual focusing is much more reliable in the studio if you haven't tried it just give it a try and you'll be surprised at the results that you get. I want to really encourage you to use your compositional skills and pay attention to composition because that is what's going to give you that extra oomph to make your photos really pop and make your photos really stand out. Pay attention to your surroundings. you know, apply the rules of third, the golden ratio, use a five grid if you if you have access to it, uh, leading lines, uh, use framing, use all those things to make your portrait photography really pop out. Just don't get caught up in shooting in a wider aperture, just trying to blow out the background, but in the back of your subject, you have a trash can or you have a telephone pole in the back of the head. Really pay attention to your composition and you're going to take amazing great photos. Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to try to push your camera to the limit. Push it as far as you can possibly push it, and don't be afraid to get creative. Remember, you're an artist with this camera, and art is subjective. What somebody else doesn't think is good, someone else loves. Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in, and be sure to subscribe.